and we're live. Okay. Very exciting stuff. <laughs> Would you like to introduce yourself first? <laughs> so are we going to start this? <laughs> Would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, sure. So I'm Kim. Okay. <laughs> I am Emily. And we are talking about Bob's Burgers and the amazingness that is this show. Kim and I met on Reddit. <laughs> Fun fact. And uh, now we're just jumping right into it, which is very exciting. Yeah, I um, bought a microphone during the pandemic and... Felt like I needed something to use it for, and this just seemed like the perfect thing to use it for, and um, Emily was gracious enough to join me on this rewatch journey, so that's us, that's Bob's cast, and we're very new to this, if you can't tell, so be patient and bear with us as we kind of find our footing and figure this podcast stuff out. <laughs> So, um, yes. Also, I bought the same exact microphone as Kim because I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. And so right? I'm just copying everything that she did. So, And it's a good, I mean, it's a good one so far. And I'm like, I could either do this or I could start a singing career, which I don't think you would go very far. <laughs> no, you should have so, started a singing career. <laughs> Bob's, Bob's rewatch podcast it is. Um, so speaking of, do we want to kind of share like how we found Bob's Burgers and when we started watching. So yeah, definitely. I don't know if you want to go first. How'd you? Okay. Um, yeah. So I started watching Bob's Burgers, I think when it was already into like its third or fourth season. And I actually, so when it first came out, I was like, this looks terrible and I don't <laughs> want to watch this. And I hated the animation style. Yeah. And so I like didn't watch it for several seasons. And then my sister kept telling me that I would enjoy it. And like Hulu just like kept recommending it to me as something that I would like. And so I was like, yeah. fine, fine. I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a couple episodes. And then that way, when people are like, have you tried this show? I can be like, yeah, I did. And I just wasn't a fan. Yeah, um, <laughs> But <laughs> right. That was like the goal, the goal here. But spoiler alert, I was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. And I watched the whole entire first season in one night. Like I just didn't sleep. Um, which is, which is fine. Um, and so it's been, it's just been a love affair ever since. But yeah, the, the original reason I started watching it was specifically to prove that I would not like it. <laughs> it's like when a toddler, like you give them vegetables and they like purposely like spit them out because they're like, I don't want to eat this. <laughs> that was that. Yeah, that's exactly the vibe <laughs> that happened. Yeah. <laughs> well, and here you are now doing a podcast about it. So like you said, clearly <laughs> it didn't, didn't stick. Yeah, so I actually started watching probably around season three or four, two, or maybe it was like season two, I don't remember, but I had actually been watching John Roberts, who's Linda, on YouTube. He has like YouTube videos that I used to, um, I don't know, when, when I was in college, like you would just kind of discover things on YouTube and then that would be like your meme or like your viral or whatever. And I found him and... I just thought he was hilarious. Like he would dress up like his mom and then like have that Linda accent, which like 
my parents have that accent. Like I have a little bit of that accent, like, and I just thought it was hilarious. And then I think I did some Googling on like, who is this guy? Like, what is he doing? And then they were like, oh, they just, you know, started the show Bob's Burgers and he's in it. And I was like, what? I was like, I have to watch this. So then I think it was the same thing. Like I distinctly remember sitting in my dorm room and just like binging the first like two seasons or whatever was out. And I just was like hooked ever since. So kind of came about it in a weird, a weird way. And like none of my friends knew about it or anything, but yeah, yeah I so. think it must've been, it must've been further into the show than when I watched it. Cause like it was people like were talking about it by the time I was watching it um, oh, really? because people kept recommending it because they knew I liked Futurama and they knew that I watched like a few other shows that I guess have kind of a similar quirky humor yeah and um so yeah I must have I must have started watching it when it was maybe all the way into like season five but oh wow um, yeah but then I just binged the entire thing so worked out yeah yeah I feel like that's all I I do is just binge the show just like I go around and around and around <laughs> with watching it so yeah I guess that brings us to our first episode speaking of rewatching. Yes. um yeah so season... we figured we would Oh, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, just uh, season one, episode one, Human Flesh. Woo. Human Flesh, season one, episode one. So we figured we would start with kind of some like fast facts or some random facts some things that we kind of researched and looked into. So the Hulu recap is pretty short and sweet. Bob's Burgers opens for business. Doesn't really give us much in terms of what we're in for, in terms of the hilarity that will ensue. And... So I'm sure everybody who watches the show knows that, you know, in the beginning when the opening sequence is happening and the, you know, the pest van comes and there's the shop next door. So we thought, you know, we would obviously kind of pay attention to those things. So for this first episode, the, the shop next door is P-F-E-T-A with the sign meat is murder in the window. I don't know what P-F-E-T-A stands for. Do you? Uh, you know what? I don't. And... I was, like, trying to think, I like, I know P-E-T-A, like, PETA, but then yeah, I was like, PETA. what is the F in there for? Oh, okay, I'm looking it up now just because I'm that person. I should have done this ahead of time. But it says P-F-E-T-A is People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals. Huh. So I bet, you know what, I bet PETA would not have let their name be in a show about burgers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I always wonder about that, like, if that's, like, copyrighted and stuff. And I feel like they don't. Bob's Burgers like doesn't mention things like Facebook or like whatever until later on. Like maybe they were just like let's yeah, and <laughs> let's I cut even... our losses and not like get sued immediately. <laughs> I don't even <laughs> know if they mention things by name because I remember there's an episode in the future where they're talking about Louise being kind of antisocial, and like Bob says she hasn't accepted my friend request, but like it doesn't specify where he's sending her requests. So yeah, I think that true. they I think that they just try and avoid any of that i mean yeah. it's even like the episode with the candy like all the candies have like you know off names like gosh Weird darn names. it bar yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's true so yeah that makes sense about pfeta then the van name is a classic used a lot i think in these first few episodes yeah rats i think all folks <laughs> i think that rats all folks might be the van name for the entire first season i don't know that they started doing gags for the van until later on um, oh really I guess we'll we'll find out as we continue to get through the first season but I feel like at least for the first like five or six episodes it's rats all folks huh that's as far as I've gotten anyway 
Well, I I always like it's funny because every time I watch the show, like, and I'll watch it with my boyfriend, and I'm like a faster reader than he is, like, just by nature, and like he's always like, wait, what did that say? And I'm like, just picturing the writers in the writers' room, like, coming up with these puns that just go by so quickly that people don't even see this so they probably were like we have enough on our plate like let's just do <laughs> let's yeah. keep it the same I wonder um, I wonder if they use anything from like where they live as inspiration because like I know so I live in Tucson and like there's a couple of restaurants that have punny names kind of like there's a burger place called like Divine Bovine um oh. and like a <laughs> nice. Chinese um restaurant called Walk and Roll and so I wonder if like any of the stuff that they come up with is is uh, inspired by something punny that they like already have in their neighborhood or like they grew up with because I otherwise they're just freaking geniuses coming up with as many puns as they do yeah seriously yeah that's a good point I wonder if they just kind of like or even google like just funny you know things and then like they just use it that way to kind of guide their you know inspiration and then our burger of the day is new baconings, comes with bacon. And then, of course, later we have Luis's joke burger, the child molester, <laughs> which comes with candy. That one's like not even a pun. It's just like horrible. Yeah, no, I think <laughs> I it's like just... at least new baconings is like a pun. But the child yeah. molester is just that one. I think it awful. gives us a really good insight into Louise's style of humor. Yeah, I think that's a a good plot device for that <laughs> totally and we are introduced to the side characters of Mort, Hugo and Ron in this one obviously we know there are a ton of side characters to follow but those are the ones that we kind of meet in this first episode and then some random facts that we found were apparently that when Bob's Burgers was being pitched they wanted the Belchers to be cannibals which I guess would explain the human flesh episode like being the first one out of the gate I'm glad that they kind of didn't go that way I don't know how you feel about it but I just yeah. don't know where they would have gone if they were cannibals would it have would the show have turned into like always having like a undercurrent of like not getting caught with their weird cannibal Human burgers <laughs> like what yeah I just wonder, like, what what, what direction the show would have gone. Like, would it have been, like, in Santa Clarita Diet, where, like, you know, their inner circle knows right. that they're eating people and then everyone yeah. else is, like, none the wiser? Or, right, right, or, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, they pro maybe they figured, like, that'll limit us, you know, and then we can't really, like, have... 13 Like, it seasons? will just kind of, like, fizzle out because you can't have, you know, a million seasons about people just eating people. <laughs> so, yeah, so that, I think, is a fortunate thing, but... um. In the demo, which have you ever watched like the unaired pilot? Yes. And the, the animation is so... It's so different. Crude <laughs> and like weird, you know? Yeah. If anyone like, um, wants to watch it, you can find it on YouTube and it's like 10 minutes or something. It's not full episode length because it's just kind of like a sizzle reel, I think, that they used to pitch to Fox or whatever shows they were using. But yeah, it's like hand drawn on like Microsoft Paint looking. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, they're like so angular looking and stuff and like it's yeah, everyone's just made like, of triangles <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> yeah I think if you google like I don't know Bob's Burgers like unaired pilot or like first you know reel or whatever like you'll find it yeah um but apparently they wanted Tina to be male and his name was Daniel and I guess like pretty much the dialogue like didn't change too much even though it was 
he was supposed to be a male. And I wonder, like, because I know Tina's voiced by Dan Mintz. Like, I wonder if they just wanted to name him Dan because, like, Dan and Daniel. Like, but I think I mean, it's funnier that, like, it's most of the characters are males. Like, male yeah. voices, but, like, female characters. So yeah. I think it's, you know, I, I think Tina's better than... The Daniel, but yeah, no, I do, I do think that the humor is funnier with the female character, but yeah, I, I didn't even connect that Stan and Daniel that like whoosh, right over my head. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> I just thought about it now. I don't know if it's like was a thing, but but yeah, no, I, I like the fact that basically none of the <laughs> none of the dialogue changed. They just it's just with a but like in the unaired pilot, they do make a joke about his balls, which they obviously do not do in the actual episode. <laughs> yeah, because that would be like, <laughs> huh? <laughs> Tina's got balls. And some of the, I guess, on the, like, when Hugo's doing his, like, violations list, some of the things that he lists are dirty, sticky floors, disgusting odor, and rashy grill cook, which is my favorite. <laughs> I wonder where the odor is coming from. I don't know if it's coming from the rashy grill cook or what, but... Um, I, I just assumed it was something that, like, as soon as he walked in, he was like, this smells gross. Yeah. <laughs> I am Hugo. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Caffrey's corpse, when we get to that part, like, when the the coffin opens, he's got two left hands. And I actually noticed that today. I was rewatching, and, like, they have one hand, like, up towards the ceiling, and the other hand is down, like, on his lap or whatever. And you can totally see that it's it's two left hands. And then, you know, just other, like, small things like Linda's shirt eventually becomes a v-neck much more stylish than the two buttons at the top which I didn't even like when I first started rewatching. I something I knew something was like off about what how she looked but I couldn't figure it out and then I had to like google what she looked like in a current episode and then I was like oh it's her shirt like I wonder why they decided to it's like kind of a weird like none of the other characters I wonder if it's just because it was easier for like animation purposes that they don't like accidentally forget to draw the buttons or something whereas the yeah. is just done <laughs> showing a little more skin <laughs> mm-hmm. gotta be sexy to sell burgers right <laughs> <laughs> and then the intro music is like a little on the cr- not cruder side but like more rudimentary side it's not as complex as it gets later um and the font is almost like a comic sans kind of a font like in the beginning, like with the credits and everything. And then I feel like they eventually kind of find their like, what I call Bob's Burgers font. Yeah, like the that classic, distinct, the classic yeah, whatever, font. I don't know what font it is, but um, whatever they use later. And then, yeah, there were only one set of goofs that we could find when Bob is giving himself the pep talk. And like towards the end of the episode, at one point his eyes are closed, like in the reflection, but his eyes are open in the like, actual like version of him which is kind of you know I mean they're finding their footing like I can't you know obviously fault them too much for these things like they're they're learning yeah and that one I I really had to so I I didn't notice that at all I had to um I think on like the Bob's Burgers like wiki there's um a section for trivia and it mentioned goofs and so I was like oh like I would not have picked up on that at all (laughs) yeah people people who are way more observant than we are notice those kinds of things but yeah so now the a story like the main story is basically that bob's burgers is accused of serving human flesh in their burgers um and then the b story is that bob forgot linda's anniversary and 
Linda's ex-fiance comes into the picture in the form of the health inspector, Hugo, which is, he's a quite a character, I feel like. <laughs> Do love Hugo. He's, he's funny. I'm glad that he was introduced so early on, because Hugo is, Hugo and Ron are a fantastic duo in this show. Right. Even, like, just visually, like, Ron being so, like, tall and lanky, and then Hugo's, like, this short little squat <laughs> thing. It's, like, kind of funny. I feel like, like, I obviously love the main characters, but I feel like there's so many awesome side characters or, like, minor characters that are really cool. So, yeah, it's good. Agreed. It's good we get to know them yeah. pretty early on. All right. Well, let's uh, let's just dive right into the recap. I'm going to... So I... When I'm going through the recap, like, I really go probably into way too much detail, so it is what it is but um please just chime in when when you think it of paints something. a picture i think yeah. that's important yeah no i tried listening. to <laughs> i tried to make it so that like you would not miss a single detail like or if you like watch the episode you're like wait i've already seen this but you didn't see it you just heard me talking about it okay so bobs is open for business uh for their grand re re reopening the intro credits as uh everyone knows kind of shows why they had to have a re re reopening um, they had a fire and then a rat infestation and then a power pole fell into the restaurant. So, you know, open for business again. Fourth time is the charm. Do I hear your cat? Yeah, my cat is <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, it's, it's, we have our honorary guests. Yeah. Her, for, her name is um, Waffles. In case anyone was curious. Waffles. And she's a calico and she's hysterical. Please behave, Waffles. <laughs> she's just chiming in she's like i'm glad bob's burgers is open for business yeah she's watched a lot of it i mean you know because it's on repeat basically all the time in my apartment so she's seen like every episode a few times she's an expert (laughs) (laughs) all right so it is labor day weekend um which is a very busy weekend for the restaurant bob gives everyone a little pep talk and says that the weekend makes or breaks them Uh, My favorite part of the pep talk is when he's like, you're my children and I love you, but you're all terrible at what you do. (laughs) And I would fire you if I could. (laughs) Which is, okay. (laughs) Yeah, like quite the opposite of a pep talk. It's fine. So uh, Bob is assigning the kids to different jobs um, because he and Linda have to go downstairs to grind the meat. Um, So Tina is on the grill when she interjects that her crotch is itchy. So it's important information. Uh, Bob does not want her to tell that to him. (laughs) as his as her dad or as her boss so you know he's just uncomfortable with the idea anyways uh so tina's on the grill um gene is going to be in his burger suit handing out samples outside and louise is going to be behind the counter bob has to tell his children um first of all for louise to not change the burger on the board because he has a burger of the day it's new baconings it's perfect for their grand re-re-reopening and he has to tell Jean to not bother people coming out of the crematorium and tells him that if someone's holding an urn, to <laughs> leave them alone and not try and give them free burgers. So the kids are good at their job is what we're, we're gleaning from this. So while the kids are upstairs, Bob and Linda go downstairs to grind the meat for the burgers. And it becomes apparent that it is Bob and Linda's anniversary and Bob has forgotten and uh, they go through this fun little series of flashbacks of other things that Bob forgot. So it's Linda's birthday, 
and then his own birthday, <laughs> and then Linda's due date. <laughs> and this, I, so what, what kid do you think it was that Bob forgot the due date? Because I always, I don't know why, but I always assumed it was Gene. Um, I did too, actually. I feel like it looks like him a little bit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and then, like, like, the baby's in wrapped face. in yellow, so it's just like, yeah, you don't know, but I just tell. assumed it was Gene. <laughs> but I feel like middle child, like, that makes sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, at the time, like, though, he was, he would have been the youngest child, so, like, but, oh, like, yeah, I figured true. it couldn't have been Tina, because I feel like the with your first kid, like, you're a little bit more aware, but, like, with the second child, maybe it's your busy and you, yeah. you forget a little you lose a little bit of focus I, I mean not really an excuse like to be clear not not really an excuse but um, I love that he forgets his own birthday and, like, I know that him, like in the like streamers and the hat and whatever yes. he's like wearing that he's like holding like a balloon and he <laughs> has like cake and he's like it's my birthday <laughs> yes Bob <laughs> absolutely wild so um Linda even though Bob apologizes for forgetting, has convinced herself, because she is ever the optimist, that Bob is actually just planning a surprise anniversary party for her. And he's just trying to keep it under wraps, which Bob continues to try and, (laughs) you know, tell her that's not what's happening, but she just wants to believe the best in him. This part when when Linda is doing her practices for her surprise noises. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's... (laughs) That always made me laugh. Like, when I remember when I actually watched, like, sat down and watched the episode for the first time, I was, like, like full-on cackling at, like, the practicing of the surprise noises. Because none of them sound surprised at all. Sounds like she's in pain. Yeah, doesn't he say that at one point? Yeah. It sounds like you, like, hurt yourself. Yeah, no, but it's true. Like, when she's like, oh, ah! (laughs) Like, amazing. uh, Absolutely fantastic. All right, so we go back to upstairs. Gene is outside with his little megaphone, talking about how they have free samples, uh, when he (laughs) talks to someone who is carrying an urn and, like, makes a fart noise in her face with the little megaphone, and she knocks the tray of burgers out of his hand. And so he goes to try and pick them up and pass them back out when uh, Hugo and Ron walk up and tells him that he cannot serve the food that has just been on the ground. And Gene asks him, what are you, the food on the ground police? Which is hilarious to me. But yes, yes, he is. <laughs> he am. is the health inspector, which he has to say a couple times because Gene uses the, the megaphone on Hugo as well. So Hugo goes inside and he starts writing all of his, you know, violations. And I had to pause it, but you do see his violations notebook and you see numbers 10 through number 15. And some of them are the same. Um, so it's greasy, dirty, sticky floors, disgusting smell, rashy grill cook, no supervision, and unsafe work environment. And then he also says out loud that Bob has um, child labor law violations and public decency violations, which is when it's revealed that Louise changed, or no, it's revealed earlier that she changed her burger of the day to so the child molester. She tells that to Ron and Hugo when they walk in. I forgot. Oh, Yes. Yes. And he's like, they're like, I thought this was a family restaurant. Yes, yes. <laughs> so uh, Bob asks what the child molester is, and Louise tells him that it's the burger of the day for a limited time only until he came back upstairs. And someone actually ordered it, which leads into, like, the funny little bit about which person is bringing this burger out to the customer, which, like, I was always like, why doesn't Bob bring it? 
Yeah. Like, why is he making... <laughs> why is he making one of his kids bring it? But he tells Gene to do it because he says no one's going to molest Gene because he's heavy. Because he's, quote, heavy. I know. Not, I feel like... Not great. No. I feel like these first... I, I mean, I think this episode, especially thinking towards, like, the later episodes, this one is pretty dark. You know, I mean, with the whole, like, human flesh thing and whatever, but I feel like there was a lot of, like, that kind of humor that then as we go through the series, they kind of, like, shy away from. Yeah, they you calm know, it like, down a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But that, I mean, you know, I feel like it also, like, when did this come out? Like, 2000 and... 2005, I think. Was it 2005? Or maybe 2006. It was, it was the late 2000, before, it was before 2010, I think. Two thousand yeah, two thousand and eleven. Oh my god, January okay. 9th, 2011. I, I am I just <laughs> What is time? <laughs> but even still, I mean I feel like back then, like if you think back to like the office and stuff, I feel like a lot of that humor would not fly today. And I feel like I don't talking think about so a child either. molester and like they wouldn't molest a heavy kid, like they wouldn't <laughs> they wouldn't put that on the air now. <laughs> I don't think but. so either. But I mean that time so I graduated high school in twenty ten and I remember like I don't know if you experienced this, but, like, at my high school, there was, like, this very weird trend of making, like, dead baby jokes. And I don't, like, I think back on that now and I'm like, oh, my goodness. What What are we doing? What are we doing? But, like, it actually kind of. (laughs) Yeah, like, who who, who let us do this? Why? What? Where was my mother? I don't know. But, like, that was like a, a thing so like that was actually very in time I think with like the humor of of 2010 2011 was like those yeah. kinds of the jokes that we made and look back on now and think oh goodness right <laughs> yeah totally mistakes <laughs> anyway um, I mean we definitely diverge from this but you know yeah, it's fine we're here we are now with, with the child molester <laughs> the child molester and then so that whole conversation about with with who should bring out the burger leads into this conversation about Tina being autistic. I don't know that that is ever mentioned again. I don't know if we are supposed to assume that she is autistic and we just roll with it for the whole time. But Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's another thing too that I'm like, eh, I'm like maybe we just forget. Like I wonder if like they look back on this, these episodes or people who watch from the beginning who know the show like as it is now are kind of like, "Ooh, like that took a turn." You know what I mean? Like it is Again, like, part of the humor or whatever, but... I mean, I'd say she's, like, quirky, you know? Yeah, a little, but a little socially kind of, awkward, but... Yeah, like, I'm glad they kind of, like, don't either mention it again or, like, continue with it again. Kind of like the whole, like, cannibal thing. Like, we're like, right, now we're gonna take a turn yeah, this just, way and just <laughs> reinvent do <a> little, ourselves. <laughs> do a little divert. But, yeah, so they, they go into this conversation about if Tina is autistic and they play the game where she guesses how many toothpicks are on the ground, which honestly was kind of a little bit funny because she guesses a hundred when there's, there's three. three and then when they throw like one more close, yeah. like... and then they throw one more on the ground and she says three again <laughs> oh trying. goodness anyway while they're having this conversation hugo interrupts them and he's like listen i'm not here for a routine inspection I'm here because there is a rumor that you are making your burgers from human remains from the crematorium next door, 
which is shocking to every party involved. And they start, they stop doing this as much in like the later episodes, but like whenever there's a shocking thing in the first season, they like zoom in on all of the characters' faces. And do that like dramatic music. Yes. Yeah. So we got to see some drama. We love that. Well, it's so Um, funny because actually like when I started watching the show, I feel like another big thing, I mean, I was in college, so like you'll have to remember that, but like my friends and I would always find like drinking games for whatever shows we were watching. (laughs) So like an Adventure Time drinking game or like a SpongeBob drinking game, like clearly I'm an animation fan, but like, or Bob's Burgers. And I remember someone had just some random person, I think either on Reddit or like wherever we found it had said like drink every time you see them zoom in because in the first few seasons or at least like definitely season one maybe season two they would do it so much like those dramatic like the tambourine noise or like the you know dramatic flair of the music and stuff and I wish they still did it because I actually think that's kind of hilarious like them just zooming in and zooming out on everybody (laughs) like just kind of every time I see it (laughs) I love it too I think I think it adds hilarity to the drama (laughs) well because you don't see other shows really doing that you know it's like kind of like breaking the fourth wall a little bit in that way of like I don't know I just I wish they did it more but anyway they do it a ton in this moment yes and I on all the the human remains (laughs) all the kids and on Bob and anyways so Linda comes back upstairs um assuming she's gonna run into a surprise party and she's like (laughs) a party for me and she recognizes the health inspector it is Hugo her ex-fiancé, who she left for Bob, which, you know, plot twist none of us saw coming. Especially because Hugo doesn't seem like Linda's type, but I guess <laughs> no. all we know, like, because Bob and Linda are married, so we assume that Bob is Linda's type, and Hugo is just so opposite. He has no facial hair, he is blonde, he is a little bit stout. <laughs> He's short. Yeah. He's, like, much shorter than she is. Yeah. So. <laughs> you know, it is it is like a total, maybe she just had a moment of, like, you know. Well, I know she says later, like, she was young, but, you know, it definitely is, like, a total polar opposite of yeah, who she absolutely. ends up with eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Louise, uh, it turns out, is the one that started this rumor about making burgers from human remains. She said that she did it because she needed to one-up her classmate, Anita Vasquez, whose uncle is a matador in Spain, for show and tell. Um, Which is so. kind of amazing. I mean, like, I, I get that. I would feel very... Oh, yeah. My life would feel very me- mediocre compared to someone whose <laughs> uncle is a matador in Spain. <laughs> yeah. It's like the most random thing, but it's kind of perfect for her to then be like I need to one-up this you know yeah, I need to one-up this and here's how I'm going to one-up it by telling everyone my that we're feeding human remains to the people of this town that makes sense but like you said I feel like that definitely we start to see early on like whereas like a character like Tina isn't really like totally developed yet how she will be and like Jean kind of but we get we start to see her sense of humor and how she likes to like fuck with people and like you know, come up with all sorts of, you know, like the child molester and like we feed humans to people kind of a thing. Like we definitely see who she is and what she's about, like from the beginning. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. You are not wrong. Okay. So Hugo has a poster that he puts on the door that says, you know, food may contain human flesh. And it has that illustration of like a a human body between two buns, (laughs) which is... Like, like, I know you can purchase them now. Like, I know I've seen them on Etsy, but, like, 
Did he bring it with him? Because <laughs> he was expecting he, to shut it down? He had to have. <laughs> like, did he design it? I right. Wonder, like, like, I wonder, like, what the other ones would be. You know what I mean? For, like, I don't know. Well, we rats see. Rats or whatever. <laughs> yeah, we see one other one when Bob doesn't want to take the hand washing video. Oh, yes. And it's, like, the yes. hands with the smell lines. Yeah. It's, like, Cook has dirty, like, Dirty, filthy, filthy hands, hands or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it makes me want, like, if they have, if they had that, just, like, ready in like the health inspector office or if he was like oh listen i'm gonna go to this restaurant and i'm going to be <laughs> about you know human remains so can you just design me up real quick uh, a poster that will work for this violation thank you right. i could just slap on the door <laughs> and i also love that like even he remembers linda's anniversary like he's like wait yes it's to your anniversary and Nine, one of my favorite things in this whole episode is like Nine, three. Nine is divisible by three. Like, as if that makes sense of, like, why. <laughs> Bob's no, like, a lot of numbers are divisible by three. <laughs> right. No, Bob has a point. He's like, a lot of numbers are divisible by three. But I I remember that date now. Like, now every time it's September 3rd, that's all I can think of. Nine, three. Right? Nine is divisible by three. It's and amazing. actually, fun fact, I don't know if you noticed, when we, when you and I first had our very first call so that we could, like, see if we meshed, it was on nine, three. Oh my god, really? <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. And today, actually, we're recording on the day of the premiere for season... I know. Is it 13 so already? exciting. Yes. Oh, I'm so excited. Believe. I can't oh wait to watch it. I, I don't have actual TV, so I'll have to watch it tomorrow when it's on Hulu, but... Oh, that's annoying. Well... But whatever. It'll... Yeah. You, it'll be worth the wait. Usually sure. what ends up happening is that I'll wake up a little bit early for work and then I'll like watch it before work. So I'm like in a good mood the rest of the nice. day. So that's like a good way to start your Monday yeah. morning. I feel like it's going to be fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> but we, yeah, we have a knack for like lining things up on like oh, yeah. prominent Bob's Burgers. <laughs> prominent days, Bob's Burgers days. We are fantastic. <laughs> um, okay. Hugo puts the warning on the window and... Bob uh, goes out there with Gene and Gene's like on his shoulders in the burger suit and they're trying to block the window so that people will still go in and eat their burgers, which does not work. Um, and people keep seeing the sign and screaming. <laughs> that literally is like one of my favorite moments too from this episode is like, just people aren't like, oh my gosh, like they're like, ah! like they're really screaming, like. And it's kind of hilarious. It's like so every funny. single person who sees it like screams. Except for <laughs> except for the one woman who's like, Well, I would try it. Oh yes, There's yes. There's no line. She's like the only one who's down. <laughs> but everybody else is like, I don't know, that just makes me laugh so hard. Cause especially cause then like when Linda's having the conversation with the kids in the restaurant, like you hear it in the background, just like punctuating like their conversation and I it's just so funny. Oh my gosh. So yeah. yes, his his attempt to divert people from seeing the sign is is not working. <laughs> yes, no. And he's when he, I mean he doesn't even do it in a good way. Like when he's out there he's like come eat a burger, a perfectly normal burger. <laughs> <laughs> so while Bob is trying to bring customers in, Louise tells Linda that she can convince Hugo to take down the sign because Hugo is still desperately in love with her and she just needs to talk to him. And this is when Louise says, "Work it, woman." <laughs> um, which is also Amazing. very funny to me. So, uh, Linda calls Hugo, who is sobbing in the bathroom at Falafel on a Waffle. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing restaurant name. The store next door to is called Shoe Complete Me. So, 
even better. Even better. We're introduced to hilarious puns, like a mm-hmm. lot of hilarious puns right off the bat. Hugo seems very excited to have gotten a call from Linda um, while he's sobbing in the bathroom, <laughs> which kind of proves Louise correct. Yeah. Um, he never, never got over her. <laughs> no, no. Because it had to have been not. like years ago you know if you think like tina at least is like 12 well yeah and she like turns 13 in the first season so it had it's been at least 13 or probably 14 years because they got married and had kids first so like like linda wasn't pregnant like even if she as soon as she left hugo she got pregnant like it's it's gotta be 13 14 years at least pretty pretty pathetic over i guess (laughs) (laughs) i mean she is very impressive be, it would be hard to get over someone like Linda, I think. Yeah, I think she's like my probably one of my favorite characters, actually. Oh, I love her so much. Yeah. So I get it. I'm I'm with Hugo on that. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I, I would... still wouldn't be over her either. <laughs> same. <laughs> Absolutely same. Um, and on that same vein, I would be a lot like Linda in the sense that I would have gotten over Hugo immediately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally. Which maybe is me to say. It's fine. Linda goes into the kitchen to talk to Bob. Saying that Hugo's going to come over to talk. And Bob asked Linda why they were even engaged in the first place. And Linda, this is where she says, I was young and my parents liked him because he always did the dishes. And then in the in the unaired pilot, the, the demo, they have this conversation as well. But while in the episode, Linda mentions that Hugo happened to be an excellent kisser. In the unaired pilot, it's mentioned that Hugo has clean hair and Bob has greasy hair. <laughs> so, Which I can see. I can see that. I can see that, too. I think, I think the <laughs> Hugo being an excellent kisser line is, is, is much funnier. Because when Bob tries to prove his point, he's like, I'm not a good kisser. What about this? And, like, he kisses her and as he pulls away, like, her face is just covered in drool. So gross. He's like, are you sweating? <laughs> so gross. And then, like, the drip, like, the romantic music that yeah. just, like, abruptly Yeah, and it's just like, whoa. Amazing. <laughs> gross, but oh, amazing. Oh, my God. It's so funny, though. While they're having this conversation, Bob is making a burger. And it's for Mort, the person who run- runs the crematorium next door. He does not want to be seen in the restaurant. Fair enough. And so he called in his order and Bob is sending Gene over to deliver it. When Gene grabs the burger and goes over, he's wearing his burger suit. So definitely not incognito. Yeah. And he like pounds on the door. And he's he's wearing his burger suit, right? Like that's (laughs) not (laughs) subtle. No. And then he like yells at the door. He like pounds on and he's like, Bob's Burgers delivery service. And Mort's like, oh my God, oh my God. So um, when he goes over there wearing his burger suit um, and Mort brings him in, Mort is shushing him and there's a sign on Mort's door that says, none of your loved ones uses food. So he can remind people. Which is like not what you want to see if you're... No, but also... A patron of that store. (laughs) Or not store, but like of that service. Yeah, yeah. But I wonder... Especially if you don't know what's going on next door, you're like, what? Yeah, like why (laughs) Why would you need to tell me this? (laughs) It's like when you're like looking at houses on Zillow and they specifically say not haunted. It's like... "Mm, Right. Interesting. No one died here. Like, Like, and you're like, huh. Murder-free home. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) Like, okay, all right, sure. Let's all believe you. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. Anyway, so while Gene is hanging out with Mort, while Mort eats his burger, he points out a candy coffin. So like a a coffin that's shaped kind of like a just a large candy box or just a large gift box, I guess. And Mort says that customized coffins and urns are their specialty. (laughs) And 
when they're in that scene, there's another coffin in Mort's place. It's a sarcophagus, um, which I just which thought was amazing. fun. And then there was another one. I think it was just purple, but like the sarcophagus was the one that caught my eye. Yeah. And so Mort says he needs to go get some more condiments and tells Jean not to touch anything, not to press any buttons, which Jean immediately does and presses a button to bring the uh, coffin, the candy coffin, up on a lift and into the street. And through a very unfortunate series of events, it rolls in front of the restaurant. Linda, also, you know, continuing to be an optimist, thinks that it must be Bob's anniversary gift for her. So she brings it into the restaurant and when she opens it, uh, it is the corpse of Mr. Caffrey, of Mr. Caffrey's Taffy Factory. And there's, like, there's candy inside the coffin yeah. with him. Which I was like, huh. <laughs> like, I, I couldn't tell if it was, like, wrappers or, like, actual taffy, like, still in the wrapper. But I think it's actual candy. Like, I think that that was... Like, that was, like, his wish to be, like, buried with his... Well, all I can think of is that, that, like, wouldn't there just be so many ants? Yeah. Like, just bugs. Anyways. When this happens, Hugo is in the restaurant with Linda because they were talking, which, speaking of, I completely glossed over this, (laughs) Hugo reads a very wonderful poem poem to Linda. It kills me. Like, (laughs) and her reaction, she's like, "Uh uh-huh. Like, you know, like when, like, a creepy guy is like... I got you this, like, flower or whatever. And you're like, oh, thank you so much. Oh, very so, nice. Okay. The poem is, Inspector of Health, Inspector of Pain. I came in search of human remains. And I found a piece of human flesh I thought I'd never see again. <laughs> My heart. <laughs> and she's like, all right. Absolute cool. poetry. Absolute Amazing. poetry. Um, <laughs> like, he must have written it, like, in the bathroom before he came over to, like, see her. Yeah, because it was so on excited. his little notepad. It was on his little health inspector notepad. So Amazing. Absolutely. His, you know, he just... Laying it out there, just, just wearing his heart on his sleeve for this really her. amazing poem. <laughs> Anyways, so um, Hugo's in the restaurant when Linda pulls this coffin in, and she's so excited. She's like, oh, it's Bob's anniversary present. And when she opens it, it's the corpse, and Hugo is like, you're on a sinking ship, Linda. And then this part, this is my absolute favorite part of the episode because it's so ridiculous. He gets on his cell phone and he says, hello, the media? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's one single entity. Right. Oh, I that, love like, it you so just much. call like directly on your, like, yes. like you dire- get like a direct line to them. You just <laughs> to the tell media. Them you need to. But like, oh. I wonder who we called them. Well, I mean, I feel like we only ever see, like, one news channel. We only ever see one news reporter, like, Olsen Better. I feel like that must have been who it is. So maybe maybe in their, like, universe you can just call the media and you will get get whoever you need to. It made me me laugh very hard. Um, And it still does because it's just so ridiculous. If it were only that easy. Yeah. You know? And then, oh, also during this time when Linda's like, maybe the present's underneath the body. (laughs) And she's like, move, like she like lifts like up limbs, the body guy. to see if there's a gift under there for her. That whole scene is so chaotic, and I love it so much. Well, even like earlier when she's talking to Tina and Louise, when like Bob and Jean are outside trying to distract everybody from the burgers, and she was like, "Did your father mention anything about like hiding a necklace down the drain or like, or I forget the other one, like a ring in the hamburger meat?" Or no, it's it's a pair of earrings, a pair of earrings in the hamburger or a necklace down the drain, I think. Or something romantic <laughs> like that. And then, like, Louise is like, that's romantic. And then I guess we do kind of get to see Tina's personality a little bit, too, because she and Tina are both like, yeah. 
Speaking you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so she's, she's just excited about it. So, okay. I guess so under a dead body would be just as romantic as a pair of earrings and some raw In meat. a burger. <laughs> yeah. No. Who wants their jewelry given to them in a box? Uh, right. Hide it under a corpse. It's much better. <laughs> oh God. I'm kidding. Anyone who's okay, like Are to be you? clear. I don't know. NSA man who's listening, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't want things hidden in dead bodies. Right? Okay. You say that now. But... <laughs> oh god. <laughs> so after Hugo makes his call to the media, there is an angry mob that appears outside of Bob's burgers and <laughs> holding signs. And so this one I had to like when I was watching it, I paused so I could see all the signs. Because they are hilarious. Uh, So the signs that I saw were one that said, keep me out of meat. Don't taste me, bro. (laughs) Cook cheeseburgers, not me burgers. Don't put our sons between your buns. And they, like, must have had so much fun. I know. know. uh, That writer's room must be, like, a chaotic but an amazing... I would love to... They're just, like, shooting out puns. And I would love to see, like, the ones that they don't. Like they don't put in, you know. Yeah, the rejected puns. I <laughs> yeah. would love that. They should. That's a, that's the next book they should write. Rejected puns of Bob's Burgers. Right. Hilarious. Let's see. Hamburgers, not himburgers. And then one that just says, "Eat me, eat me." <laughs> Amazing. The yes. People are pissed. They are people not are pissed. And happy. during this scene, we see a couple of characters that don't have any lines, but like we come to recognize as later side characters. So. Large Tommy was there, uh, Miss LeBons was there, and then possibly mm-hmm. Cynthia. There's someone who, like, wears the same outfit, but I'm not sure if it's supposed to be Cynthia, because, like, her character was drawn a little bit differently once she became a speaking role. So it's either is Cynthia yeah. or someone who looks vaguely like Cynthia. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so that was, that was like, a fun little, I don't know. I don't know if it was necessarily foresight or if they were like, well, we already have to draw these people for this angry mob scene. We may as well make some of them characters yeah but either way it's it's always fun to like recognize people especially when you go back yeah yeah so a couple of a couple of fun little sightings so while everyone is you know joining the angry mob in front of bob's restaurant bob tries to go to talk to hugo and ron who are sitting in their van across the street hugo doesn't want to roll down the window and Bob's like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna attack you. And when Hugo rolls down the window, Bob immediately tries to strangle him, which is mm-hmm. so funny. <laughs> Bob notices that they have an entire lab in the back of their van and is asking why they can't do the test there. And Hugo keeps saying it's because the lab is closed on Mondays, or it's closed until Monday. And, and when he goes over there, uh, Bob eventually, or Hugo eventually says he's gonna leave, but Bob has to help him get out of the spot. <laughs> Because Hugo is um, in, like, a parallel parking spot, and so Bob has to, like, help guide him out of the spot, which is, I think that that shows a lot for Bob's character as well. Like, he very Mm -hmm. easily could have just walked away, but he still helped them get out of their parking spot, so that was cute. Well, they didn't, like, show it, but I feel like at one point Bob was like, just get out and I'll do it. Yeah, yeah, Bob. I don't know if he actually did, because then you just see the van, like, driving away. Yeah. But even more to that point of, like, he's still... Yes. Willing Bob to is, help, even though this guy's, like, ruining his life. <laughs> yeah, Bob is a, is a nice guy. And then, uh, I've completely forgot to mention this earlier in the episode, but there's a part where they're talking about how much human flesh is allowed in a burger, and according to Hugo, it's 4% allowable by the FDA. 
And I tried to look this up because I was like, can we actually have like four? Is that actually like a real figure that's allowed? And so I was looking at like all these crazy FDA regulations and I could not find anything for human flesh. Just like a lot about bugs. I'm sure that there there can't be any. How would that even like get into a I don't a workplace accident? I don't know. And they're just like just throw it in with the yeah. rest of the Oh no. That I don't like true. that. But I that but I couldn't true. find anything. I could not find a single thing about human flesh being allowed in burgers. There's just like a lot of but like if you wanna not be yeah. sad for a day, don't look up <laughs> FDA regulations and bugs. <laughs> for bugs. Yeah. I know it's bad. It'll like, make you... especially in like not to gross anybody out, but like in peanut butter, I think particularly, there's a lot of like, you could do your own research if you're really interested, but it's, I don't want to ruin anything for anybody, but you know, it's not I great. think it's just part of life. Like we all have to kind of like know, but sometimes it's better when you don't truly know. You're just like, yeah, that makes sense. But human flesh, I don't think that can't be a thing. Yeah, I couldn't. And I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> I like, hope not anyway. I, I didn't want to like. I looked though. <laughs> yeah, no, I looked. But then Your I was Google like. search must be pretty interesting right now. <laughs> right. So then I was like, I can't. I, I don't want to get like. Like I had to be very careful on my Google searches because I was trying to like just search for FDA regulations. But I didn't want to accidentally have my search history be like, am I allowed to put human flesh in my burgers? Because <laughs> <laughs> I was very worried that I would end up on some list if I did that. So that's amazing. I tried. Do you think there is a list like that out there of people? I, there's gotta be, <laughs> like, but like I like don't want to be You'll never be able to open a restaurant like ever now yeah, be like, that you look that up. Um, I noticed that you uh you googled uh you know how much human flesh you can put in your food. We're not gonna let you open this restaurant now. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's so funny. So it's it's in. I I mean, I cleared my history, but it's there. It's in there forever. So, I anyways, yeah. So I did try and look it up. I could not find anything definitive. Incognito mode. (laughs) Anyway, but it's good. It's good. If there's no information, it must mean that it just is not a thing, and no one's ever tried to make it a thing. Or it's a conspiracy, and it's a you know Soylent Green situation. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, hopefully not. <laughs> hopefully not. You're right. Oh my god. Okay, so after anyway, back yeah, to where back we to were, the actual Bob's Burgers. Um, so after <laughs> Hugo and Ron leave in their van, Bob goes up to try and address the crowd, and while he's talking to them, it seems like he's getting everyone on his side for a minute until he starts to accidentally take like a pro cannibalism stance, and the crowd gets really angry um, at this because they're like is he defending cannibalism and it does not help that louise goes outside and starts a chant of cannibal cannibal does it does take a weird turn like quickly yes you know like that's what i mean i guess about like the first few episodes being super dark it does take a turn where you're like what like how did we end up here you know and like i know that's obviously the point but it was like like it was, it started out like, oh, like, I forget exactly what it was, but he was like, oh, like, you're the house painter. And he's like, nope, locksmith. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, but we all like work and live together. And then all of a sudden he's like, when a body's living, nobody cares. And then if it's dead, like, anyway, I don't know. It, it definitely did take a turn. Quickly, yeah. So, no, that's exactly what <laughs> I'm it with is. The mob, like, <laughs> you know, like, no one cares about the living, but as soon as it's a dead body, it's don't eat the dead body. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, 
Sir? Okay. All right. (laughs) During this, while Bob accidentally takes this pro-cannibalism stance, the crowd gets really angry and somebody, I don't think we ever see who, but somebody throws a Wonder Wharf snow globe at the window um, and then the window for the restaurant gets a crack in it. Which yeah, it's like some random woman that I couldn't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it's a character place. that comes back, but yeah, I, think I think that she's that just like a random person. I think that that might actually be how we know that the wharf is called Wonder Wharf, though. Like, I think that's the first time we actually see that. Yeah, it refers because we as see that. like in the. I feel like in the opening shot, like you see, don't they kind of like pan out on the street and like you can see in the background like that they live on, on some sort of like boardwalky. Yeah scenario but yeah i think that's the first time that we hear that it's called wonder Wharf. wonder Wharf specifically yeah yeah so the window cracks not great and then it goes back to um ron and hugo in the van and ron who is a sweetheart i like ron is like hugo like we can we can do the test in the van like right like you we can do that and hugo says that he does not want to do it and he, Ron points out that Hugo's just mad at Bob because Bob stole his woman. <laughs> and he's and like, then, shut up, shut up. <laughs> yeah. And he, like, starts saying shut up and, like, they hug and it's very, very cute. And then also during this part, another fun rhyme. I think that that must be, like, part of being a health inspector is that you rhyme stuff. Because they and, tell like, the little... learn all the, like, yeah. Yes, yeah, because they tell the little... The rules. Rule, yeah. So if it's yellow, salmonella. If it's chartreuse, it's a deuce. And if it's blue, it's your Aunt Sue. <laughs> That's my so. favorite one, I think. <laughs> like, they had to rhyme, like, blue with, like, something, a yeah. person. <laughs> like, some sort of, like, they're like, oh, your Aunt Sue. <laughs> it's amazing. He's like, don't you think I know the rhyme? <laughs> I know the rhyme, Bob. Ama- amazing. Or Ron. <laughs> Dang it. So, back at the restaurant, Bob is outside giving himself his opposite of a pet talk. And he talks about how he's a failure and that he's fat. His kids are failures. <laughs> His kids are failures. Yeah. Everybody. It's just, he's not, not in a good place. <laughs> no, he is not. And so the Louise, the, so Linda and the kids are inside and they're talking to him from the other side of the window and Louise apologizes and, and says that she's sorry that she, you know, convinced everyone that they were cannibals and Tina tells Bob that her rash does not itch anymore. And it smells like bacon. <laughs> so, you know, everything's going to be okay. Right. We're, we're on the upswing. <laughs> we're on the upswing. And then Bob and Linda also reconcile because he tells her that he's sorry that he forgot their anniversary. And then Linda, being the supportive person that she is, says that she is okay and she would rather be married. This is a quote. Rather be married to a suspected cannibal with a dream like you. Than a soft lip guy without a dream in the first place. <laughs> I mean, is, it's I cute. get it. I don't yeah. know how you feel, but I would much rather that too. No. Yeah, it's very cute. <laughs> a soft lip guy. I love how like she still feels the need to like throw that in, like that he was such a good kisser. <laughs> I know, I know, I love Amazing. it. Bright spot saving the day. Um, a bus rolls up with a sign on it that says the Adventurous Eaters Club, um, and they ask if. They have availability, and Bob says that they do, but it'll be $50 a burger, and they say it sounds like a deal. So everyone starts getting off the bus, going into the restaurant, and then I'm they pretty must sure... They like, shopped around yeah. to know well, that $50 is a deal. Yeah, they <laughs> right? must have, like, right? Yeah. You know, 
like, what are you guys doing? But, they must um, have been researching their maybe human burgers. <laughs> Gosh, well, I want to see their Google searches. Yeah, right. um, but <laughs> there you go. The woman who pokes her head out and says, like, hey, we're an adventurous eaters club. Um, I'm pretty sure it's the same woman at the beginning of the episode who was like, I'd try it. There's no line when, yeah, when the I poster so. got put on the and on I the think thing. I think it's H. John Benjamin. It sounds like him to me. Probably. He didn't, I didn't, I th- like, look that up. I could look. I don't even know how I, how I would look that up, but I'm pretty sure, like, because we know, I mean, like, we know as the, as the series goes on, but, like, a lot of the characters will, especially him, will, like, voice, you know, more than one person like obviously Linda and Jocelyn and like Jimmy Jr. and Bob and whatever but just the way that like I don't know I feel like he has a distinct voice even if he changes it and I'm pretty sure it was him but I'm not positive but it, it sounds like it him. might have been it sounded like him yeah I know he did a lot of a lot of the characters just in general but in the first season like any of the background oh waffles she just fell off my desk <laughs> are you okay oh I heard that <laughs> Okay. Um, okay, so the Adventures Eaters Club rolls up. They get burgers. It's $50 a burger. And, like, how hilarious. That's another part that makes me, like, laugh out loud. When you just see the like the type of people getting off that bus. Like, it, they're, like, this, like, real thin woman, you know? And, like, they're, like, all older kind of people. And, like, they just look like the most, like, unsuspecting boring like yeah, it's like people. they raided a retirement home yes <laughs> took them to that eat a human burger. makes me laugh so hard because they just like knowing what they're about to do or what they think they're about to do and like they're all in this club together i'm like wow like chef's kiss amazing like it's so funny to me i don't know they just don't oh, no. look like the the type to be eating it is funny. It is really funny. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, no, everyone that gets off the bus is just... And, like, they look so bored about it, too. Like, yeah. no one's excited. They're just, okay. Like, All right, average Tuesday. Let's go, mm-hmm. to, let's go eat some human flesh. People. <laughs> and so while Bob is showing this adventurous eaters club in, Ron comes up to let Bob know that there's no human flesh and it's 100% grade A beef. But Bob is, like, very furiously shushing him because mm-hmm. he is now serving people who, who want to eat. <laughs> what they assume is human flesh. So uh-huh. Bob's like, get out of here. Ron, get out of here. Amazing. And so to celebrate what a great day they just had with sales, Bob takes Linda and the kids to Wonder Wharf and they ride on the Ferris wheel. Bob and Linda share a little kiss and Bob apparently has been practicing. He looked up some <laughs> kissing tips online, which is very cute. I uh, wonder what they were, you know, like don't. Yeah. spit all over the other person. Yeah. Like, so <laughs> I was... Okay, so I was actually going to look it up, and then I was like, after my cannibalism searches, I really don't want to... Like, this is too close to each other. We're going to have to, like, divide the awkward Google <laughs> searches between us so that neither of us... Either we both end up on a crazy list, or it's balanced out enough that, like, it looks innocuous for both of us. But Maybe, maybe before we Google anything, we should just first Google... I'm doing a podcast. This is not actually an interest. And then the next Google search is, you know, what we're like, like, how much food, how much human flesh can I have? Uh, (laughs) Because maybe maybe that'll help. Maybe we can just put like a little disclaimer, like this is for a Mm -hmm. podcast. How much human flesh? That sounds better. Anyway, so Bob looks up kissing tips online. Very cute. And Louise from behind them yells to get the uh, Ferris wheel moving again because she is getting scarred for life. Mm -hmm. And, uh... 
Then we go to end credits. And the first, I think it's almost the entire first season, the actual animation of the credits stays pretty much the same. Like, there's a couple episodes where the music changes, but yeah. it's just, like, a pretty standard end credit scene for the first couple of episodes, which... Yeah, it's fine. I don't mind, but yeah, they do like get them, very like, fun. Yeah, like, in the kitchen and whatever, and then, like, Gene walks by, and Linda's in the window and stuff. Yeah. But, like I said, I feel like they probably had to pick and choose, like, how, you know, creative they were going to get or where their energy went. And I'm sure in the beginning it was, like, enough to just keep the rats all folks and the, you know, credits the same and everything. So, I, again, can't fault them. <laughs> I can't even imagine what it's like to make a animated show to begin with so no it's a lot of work also sorry waffles oh my, God. my printer is on my desk and waffles just walked on the printer and turned it on okay <laughs> sorry okay oh I, I forgot to even mention one of my favorite lines when uh when bob and linda are kissing gene yells up at them you're a couple of sluts <laughs> another good one. Oh, a plus yeah so that is that is the episode and i i mentioned it um you know while we were talking but a couple of my favorite parts is when when linda's practicing her surprise noises something that i actually did not mention but a couple of little fun animation things um when hugo is in the restaurant and he's getting ready to read linda his poem and he tells her, like, I can save you from her hand. He, like, puts hand sanitizer on her hand. <laughs> Which I wonder, like, if that was another reason. Like, if he did stuff like that when they were together. Probably. Like, oh, it. God. Like, he's like, I love you, but you're dirty, basically, is, like, the message that he's sending her. Yes. And I mean, like, he's a health inspector. Like, I get it. Cleanliness is obviously a thing of his if he's doing the dishes all the time at their house, too. But... I mean, that's a little insulting. I would be pretty <laughs> insulted, honestly, if someone was like, hey, I want to hold hands, but I need to put hand just sanitizer on your hand first. first. <laughs> like, come on, man. And then also when, just like a random side scene, but when uh, Hugo and Ron are sitting in the van before Bob approaches them, mm-hmm. Hugo asks Ron, like, do you think I should change, you know, which side I part my hair on? And Ron's like, oh, let me see. And he like messes with Hugo's hair. Like, I just think that's a very cute little scene. <laughs> Like, they didn't have to. Did you feel like it immediately goes back to the other way? Yes, (laughs) yeah. Even if he wanted to. He couldn't. He'd have to to get a haircut. But, like, I just think, like, those, like, little moments, like, they're not... Like, the the animators and writers didn't have to put that in for us, but they did, and it's very cute. I really like it. So, I guess my favorite moments are 9-3, 9 is divisible by 3. I love it. I love that, like, Hugo also is, like... Duh. <laughs> Nine is divisible by three. As if, like, anyone... Like, I wonder if, like, they Linda and Hugo talked about it at some point. Or, like, he just automatically is assuming nine is divisible by three is, like, a, a reasonable way to, like, you know, remember that date. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. It does seem like... Like, I don't know why they would have had a conversation about it. Like, it just seems like her... Yeah. Like, Linda and Hugo just are the same when they're like, oh, yeah. no, nine is, nine is divisible, nine by, is divisible by, three. by three. Duh. And then the screaming with the human flesh sign, I love. And I love me some good zoom-ins. I feel like we talked about the one when they were all surprised about, like, the human flesh sign. But then I also loved when Hugo was trying to get out the words, I can't believe you left me for him, when he was talking to Linda about Bob. And the grill had, like, spontaneously caught on fire. Or maybe there was a burger on it. I don't remember. But 
and Jim was using the um, fire extinguisher and it kept like, he kept like tooting it or whatever. I don't know what you would call it. But Spritzing he was, like, it? Yeah, like spraying <laughs> it, I guess. And like, he kept trying to, he was like, I can't, I can't believe I, and like, they're just like zooming in on him. And I thought that was amazing. That was very funny. That is some, uh, <laughs> that is some animated slapstick comedy. Right. <laughs> Loves me some good silly humor. So if you had to rate this episode out of 10 burgers of Bob's Burgers, what would you give it? You know, I would, this one rates pretty high. When I first watched it, I'd probably rate it much higher. But like watching it now through like the current lens, like some of the jokes are like, they don't land very well. But I would yeah. I would give this a solid like 8 out of 10 burgers. Really? Yeah, it's, it's, it does such a good, like, there's so many pilots that, like, like, pilots have to do a lot, right? Like, they have to introduce multiple characters, they have to set, like, groundwork for, like, their personalities, they have to establish voices, establish the um, environment that they're in, establish their town, and I think that as far as that goes, like, Bob's Burgers, like, the pilot really does a good job, because, like, we start to see what everyone's humor is, we start to see, like, we pick up on personality traits immediately, like, the fact that Bob is overall a nice person, but, you know, kind of kind of be negative. And Linda's the opposite, and she's really positive and, and very optimistic. And Jean loves playing with the sound effects, and, and Tina's just really awkward, and Louise has a really dark sense of humor. And, yeah. you know, they live in a very quirky town, and they have right. all the puns. And so, like, they do, I think, a really good job in, in kind of setting the stage for what the show could become and will be. And, you know, I mean, the storyline itself is, I think, pretty funny as well. But, like, that's, I think, why it's rated so high. Because I, like, there are some pilots that just, or even some shows, that it just, you just have to kind of suffer through them before they really catch your interest. And quite thankfully, Bob's Burgers, um, in my personal opinion, did a really good job at at, kind of hooking me from the beginning. Once I actually decided to give it a chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I would say... I was going to give it like a six or a six and a half, but now that you're kind of explaining what you think, I would say maybe like a seven or a seven and a half. Cause I feel like, I don't know. I always like have a weird thing that when I get used to a show the way that it currently is. And then when you watch older episodes, either I get thrown off if the animation is really different or like, you know, if the jokes aren't the same or the voices don't kind of sound the same as they do as the show progresses. Um, So that always kind of like distracts me when I watch older versions of shows. Um, Like something like Family Guy, like forget about it. Like in the beginning, it's like totally different. Um, So I think that that kind of throws me a little bit, but I do think that they do do a good job of like establishing the characters and like their world that we're in and all of that stuff. And even introducing like minor characters from the beginning that then we get to know so yeah, I would say probably like a like a seven or a seven and a half. Um, yeah, yeah, you know. definitely, definitely. Still, like, I mean, even aside from some of the jokes that are um, a little bit less timely. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I do think that it is something that is very, like, I don't know, the humor. Like, there's still parts of it that like made me laugh, even though I've probably seen this episode, who knows how many times. Probably yeah, embarrassing <laughs> amount of times. <laughs> So, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's not like if someone was asking me, like, what is your favorite episode of all time? It would 
probably not be on that list anywhere, but it's not bad. Not a yeah. bad episode. Yeah, I agree. Definitely a solid, a solid pilot. Yes, um, yes, indeed, a solid sure. pilot. So did you, I don't, I didn't remember to ask, did you end up making the burger? I didn't. I was thinking about it. I know we talked about like, maybe we would try and do that and do like a little moody foodie type like rating system. Did you? So I did. I did make the burger. I did not take a picture of it. Um, I will uh, draw an artist's rendition of nice. the burger just so that people can see what it uh, definitely 100% totally looked like. <laughs> totally I am an artist. Photorealistic. Yeah, it's gonna it's style. gonna be like, whoa, are you sure this isn't actually the burger? It's gonna be a, it's gonna be pretty amazing. But I did make the burger. But the actual burger itself, I mean, it's. It's a pretty classic burger. I mean, it's a burger mm-hmm. with bacon on it. Um, yeah. You know, I, I thought it was really good. I thought it tasted good. But, you know, obviously, it's just a burger with bacon on it. I did not include the slice of red onion because that is one thing that it has in the recipe. And I'm just not a huge fan of raw onions. So that's the only thing that mine was missing. But, um, yeah, burger with bacon on it. <laughs> Can't Total go wrong. classic. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Maybe I'll, I'll have to make it this week then. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm excited for when the show gets, like, we start having, like, the, the more interesting ingredient burgers. Like, oh yeah. my gosh. Okay. The, this is not actually even the real burger, but I sent you the picture of the, um, for the countdown, the Crouchdown has Brie Gun Burger with sauerkraut and Brie for season 13. Like, that's a burger that I would be yeah. into. Um, yeah, that sounds really good. That sounds good. so freaking good. Yeah, as it as it goes on, I think I'm excited for, like, the the more interesting ingredient burgers. Um, like, I know coming up, there's one that's called the Fig Ed About It Burger, and, like, I'm going to make that one because I love figs, so. Nice. If you ever, and if you love figs. like, you know, it sounds interesting, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's going like to be. Not a typical. Unique. But speaking of bugs, um, if you like figs, don't, don't Google figs okay. okay i'll take i'll take your word for that i will not it didn't ruin it enough that i won't eat them but like don't don't okay. look it up i'm like a casual fig eater i don't like i could like take them or leave them so mm-hmm. i feel like if i ever want to eat one again i probably shouldn't yes Google yeah maybe figs. just just okay. just don't all right sounds good 